0: Now this week we begin a series of talks on prayer, and this is from the monks of Glenstall, here in County Limerick. Today, the first talk uh, is entitled "What is Prayer," and that's followed by a beautiful piece of music from Melinda Dimitriscu entitled um, "Bless the Lord, My Soul." And uh, then the second talk today what, it was entitled "How to Pray." Or listening to a podcast from Glenstall Abbey. The Catechism definition of prayer, which I learned as a child, meant absolutely nothing to me then. But it has remained with me, strangely, for me to experience its wise sufficiency ever since. Prayer is a raising of the mind and heart to God, to thank him, to praise him, and to ask his grace and blessings, or words to that effect. And that is what it is, as simply as that, and as difficult as that. Prayer might also be compared with relationships. It is how we relate with God, which is just what makes it both so simple and so difficult. That is to say, it is the living essence of the individual person being with, reaching out to the great other whom Jesus Christ calls the Father, or indeed to Jesus himself, or to the Holy Spirit, to Mary, or to the saints. For many people, this happens in moments of crisis and personal need, when the core of their being is touched and moved to reach out for help, for salvation. The Christian tradition, from its very beginnings, is in touch with this dynamic, by means of the Holy Spirit of the Father, in naming Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father, as the one whom the Father has sent to save the cosmos, which he loves so much, in which he has invested so much, it is a tradition which owes much to its Jewish ancestry and therefore it includes concepts like covenant and sacrifice, which seem far removed from everyday life, but they really are simply cultural expressions of the very human phenomena of devotion and commitment. For this particular prayer, prayer is what happens when the spirit moves me to reflect on that awesome truth and there wells up in me all at once gratitude, astonishment, compunction, wonder and even love for this gracious other whom I dare to call father because Jesus Christ invites me to do so But it is also the case that our beliefs shape or inform our prayer. That is to say, what we believe has a major bearing on how we pray, to whom we pray. For example, I believe that Jesus Christ has salvaged the human project by dying our human death and rising to divine life so that my human death will be followed by my divine life made possible by him. I believe too that as he charmed and electrified his hearers in Palestine inviting them to come and see where he lived, so too he is inviting me. And I can't wait to enjoy that encounter. As in relationship, so in prayer, there are so many forms of encounter, so the spirit moves where it will. Relating to Our Lady and the Saints is so very different from prayer with Jesus Christ and with the Father. With them, there is more of a familiarity, as with one of the family who has gone before us. And yet, they are in God, as in due course, I too hope to be. But whatever the prayer, it is a reaching out from the heart of oneself to the heart of the other whether in grief or in joy, in need or in abundance. For I am not sufficient unto myself. I am relational, and I need to be in relationship, and that absolutely. listening
1: to a podcast from Glenstall Abbey. Hello, my name is John O'Callaghan from Glenstall Abbey and I'm very happy to offer a few meagre thoughts about prayer which may be of some help. So the first thing that comes to mind when asked about prayer is what Jesus said actually about prayer. Um, He he was asked, Lord, teach us to pray. And then he launched into the Our Father. But, in fact, these disciples were already Jews. Therefore, they already knew something about prayer. They'd been praying the Psalms, the Jews, for over a thousand years. So there's more to be said about prayer than what Jesus said to them. So we can maybe go back to fundamentals um, and across all religions. And ask what, what really is prayer? What's the first thing to get right? And classic definition, it's opening of the mind to the transcendent, lifting your heart and soul to God, stopping all you're doing and calling on God to be present to us while we simply stay still. So, if that's the first stage. And in it, you can recognize that prayer is really from the center of the person, from what the Jews used to call, from the heart, where only God can see, where God sees us better than we see ourselves. That's really the beginning of prayer. And an example of it, which I identify with anyway, is the one of the boy Samuel in the Old Testament. He's the son of Hannah, in the first book of Samuel. And it's said of him that he used to just lie down in the temple of the Lord, where the Ark of the Covenant was. And he didn't know really what he was doing. He didn't have the coordinates. And it was only with coaching, actually, with Eli the priest afterwards, that he recognized that he actually entered into communication with God, that God Entered into communication with him, I should say. That was the direction. And then from Shiloh, his youth in Shiloh, he became a great prophet. He became the one to discern Saul as the king of Israel. So um, that's the first thing I like to say about prayer, is silence, stillness in a place, in a holy place. Go into a church if you want. The second thing I want to see is that words nonetheless help us. And uh, just long periods of silence can seem, only seem, meaningless to us. So, from time immemorial, words form part of prayer. They're the most noble function words will ever have. Indeed, praying is the most noble function any human being will ever engage in, addressing God about our intimate concerns, our ultimate concerns. And those Jews, they made us some pretty good prayers, okay? The Psalms, 150 of them, from every angle of human experience, like, friend and neighbor, you, God, have taken away. My one companion is dark. Psalm 87 for depths yeah, so of depression or distress. Or, for instance, Psalm 118, or just like yeah. Psalm 18, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. You might wonder at the beauty of the universe sometime. Or that all time favourite, Psalm 22, the Lord is my shepherd. You might identify with that or aspire to it. So these prayers we, too, have inherited from the Old Testament, and they apply to us. These words help us. But moving beyond stage two, this Jewish inheritance, is stage three. Jesus' answer to his disciples brought prayer to another level. He said to them, When you pray, go to your private room, shut yourself in, And pray to your father, who is in that secret place. So now, God has a new name for us. Father. Abba, Father. And by doing so, Christ makes us his adopted brother or sister. And we have every right to call God Father. We have a right to it. And St. Paul would later later say, by baptism, each of us has become a temple for the Holy Spirit. That's up a notch. And he wrote, the Spirit comes to help us in our weakness. For when we do not know how to pray properly, the Spirit himself intercedes for us. With sighs too deep, for words. Such is the gift of baptism. The Spirit comes and makes his home in us, prays for us. Indeed, as Saint Augustine said, the entire Trinity dwells within us. So, our prayer as Christians becomes qualitatively different. And the greatest example of this prayer is the Our Father, where the words are put into our mouths. We need that level of tuition. The first word of St. Matthew's version, Our Father, reminds us that we are members of a community, a worldwide community across the ages, and one that stretches to eternity, the heavenly community. Um, And elsewhere, Christ also said, I wanted to point this out, where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I am there with you. That's a valuable tip about prayer. If you say it with others, as a member of a community, that way you can be doubly sure to be heard by God. To be, what do you know? in his presence. So it's recommended. Therefore, I'd like to just sum up, because this is supposed to be short, three little things, three thoughts about prayer. First, it's giving time and space for the transcendent in your life to stop doing, basically. To learn to call God Father and all that that implies. And perhaps best of all, to say the perfect prayer given us by Christ. It's a whole program for life, promoting the coming of the King. So, hope those help. And as somebody says, we pray as we live and we live as we pray.